Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. Today we'll have the Passion of Poetry Open Mic Night replay from November 22nd. Enjoy. You don't want to miss this. I want to welcome you all to the open mic for today for the Passion of Poetry. Thank you, Annette, for allowing us this platform. I want to thank you all so much for coming today. And what we're going to do is we're going to go around the room, and um, we're going to start, I think, pretty much in the order we came in. I guess I'll start, but um, Lisa told me I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, published one book of poetry, and enjoy being a part of this group and sharing the, the goodness of poetry. And uh, so we'll go around. Anna, could you introduce yourself and where you're from and tell us about yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm Italian. I'm speaking to you from Tuscany. I live near Florence. I don't know if you know Florence. Also. Well, I, I, I'm a teacher. I should <laughs> I should teach English. <laughs> I'm supposed to. Well, I wrote uh, five books uh, of poems in Italian, and I've written more or less 32, 35 poems so far. I don't know if uh, the publish English poems in future, but it's not really very Italy because. People are not very interested in publish books in foreign languages. So let's start to read the first. So party poet, that's the title. Master, you are brimful of a strong passion for humanity, curiosity and truth. As a search for my passion, explain my youth. Like my role model, I help my classmates every day you pass me your teeth to not being wait to study and succeed. All the time you squeeze and squeeze, stretching and strengthening, heart continues, my way in puzzles continues, life will be changing. I'll be independent like all these. Thank you. Very nice. Very nice. Thanks. And we'll go around now. Everybody can introduce themselves, and then after everybody introduces themselves, then we'll each read a piece of poetry. Go ahead, Annette. I'm Annette Tarpley. I'm from Roanoke, Virginia, in the United States. Um, originally from Iowa, from the Midwest. Um, I have um, been doing poetry pretty prolifically for about the last year, but before that, I've done very little. Although I've always had that writing poetry in me. I came out with my first book, The Passion of Poetry, and I'm working on a second book with Mr. Sarfraz there. And I would tell him, well, he could tell you what the name of it, of it is. Nice to see you. Go to Jill. Hi, my name is Jill Sharon Kimmelman. Um, I've been writing poetry seriously for three years. And the journey has been incredible. Um, I started writing when I was seven years old, but it never ever occurred to me that it would be a viable career option. I was raised to become an attorney. I ended up becoming a chef and owning my own company at the age of 22. So my background is in the culinary arts and what you'll find in my poems are a great number of food references. And one of the poems I'll be reading today has actually just been accepted by a food website, thanks to Lisa, actually. So I'm looking forward to sharing that and two other poems as well. Thank I'm you. from, I live in Wilmington, Delaware. That is the home of our next president, Joe Biden. I grew up in New Jersey. I've lived in multiple places, including Virginia, but I've been here in Wilmington, Delaware, in the United States since 1998. 
Thank you. You're so welcome. Would you introduce Elizabeth? I would be so proud to introduce Elizabeth. Elizabeth has my heart. She has captivated me. She is one of the most talented poetesses I have ever met. She is poised, lovely, intelligent, and an amazing poet. Wait until you hear her recite her work. You will be an immediate fan and you will be captivated as I am. And you will collect her poems as she puts them out. And soon she will be a major star on social media before she turns 15. Elizabeth, is only 13 years old and she has already published three books isn't that wonderful and the last thing i want to say about elizabeth is we are working on a book together and it will be coming out on may the 1st it is a poetry book but not like any poetry book anyone has ever written. We have a bond that is strong, unbreakable, and thanks to Elizabeth's dad, Richard, that will be the back cover of our book. He wrote a magnificent poem about our friendship, and that has the illustration of a larger white hand coming across clasping a smaller brown hand and that is we are equals our hands should be the same but we are joined at the hip we love one another we speak every day at least once a day if not more and i've learned to know the names of her children her sisters she has a sister named excellence and she has a sister named emerald so she's an older sister just like i am and every day i discover more and more wonderful things about my precious lizzie thank you I Jill. introduce you elizabeth Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Okay, so um, my name is Safraz. Um, I'm a poet from England. So I think I'm the only English poet here. And I live, I was born in Birmingham in uh, in England, but now I live near, I live in Derby actually, which is near uh, Nottingham. So it was very, very close to Nottingham. And I've been writing for a staggering 18 years, I think. So I've been writing for a long, long time and I was published in lots of anthologies, but my first book got published in lockdown, which I think a lot of our, a lot of poets books got published in lockdown. It's called 84 Pins and it's it's been fantastic. A lot of people have bought it, a lot, a lot of great reviews. A lot of people in the US have got it and I got the attention of a lot of people in, in America actually. They've they seem to have bought it and then messaged me. And I think Annette, I think we kind of connected that way uh, through Facebook. And you have you had just done your debut book. I had just done mine. And I think we just fell in love with each other's work. And now we're working on our second poetry book, which is called Two Hearts, a poetry collection. And the reason the, the the title two hearts because it is about emotions the poet the poems are going to be out of this world i promise you it's going to be something else i think they are they are going to be fantastic um and that's uh, two hearts and also it's about two continents coming together as well i've also written a, a children's book yeah, so I got, uh, yeah, so uh, it's called My Teacher's an Alien. I don't know if you've got it, <laughs> but it's an amazing little children's book for primary school children. And um, it, it, it's actually a poem, to be honest. So if you read it, it's a poem, but it's a children's poem. And uh, so that got published, I think, in, well, this month, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Two Hearts with Annette hopefully will be out in the new year. 
and we're working very, very hard behind the scenes to get some poems together. So very, very pleased to be with you. And I will be sharing some amazing poems that have not been published or I don't think anyone's heard these. So some new stuff for you guys. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Levan? Yes. Um, Levan Robinson from Rizzi from Philadelphia, but now resides in Lancaster. Uh, working with Lisa Tomey. Um, have three books out. Have enough, as she said, for maybe another three or four. Who knows? I'm writing passively every day, um, like a water fountain, since for 34 years I've been writing poetry. So thank, uh, I thank God for this group for allowing, you know, the, the chance to express poetry with other, other great poets, and it's been a pleasure. So uh, looking forward to participating and looking forward to. 2021. Thank you. Thank you. Saeed? So my name is Sayyid Zafar Munir, and uh, I'm comparatively new to poetry. Uh, just a year ago, I started, and uh, I'm based here in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Uh, I, I, I was a chartered accountant by profession, and uh, uh, now when I moved to Canada, I you know, had the time of uh, expressing myself. So I, the reason of joining your group is to learn from your experiences, learn from whatever you have done, and also practice some, you know, recitation and uh, expression of poetry. And my gratitude to Annette and Lisa, both to inviting me and allowing me to join the group. And uh, I'm looking forward to learn a lot from you all. Thank you so much. Elizabeth? Thank you. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Um, really delighted to be here. It's night already in Nigeria. Um, already Jill has said a lot about me. I'd just like to say a few things. I am Elizabeth O. Ogumodede. I'm from Nigeria and um, I love poetry a lot. I love writing and I love reading. I've authored and published two books and I've co-authored two books also. And since I met uh, you, I just, um, I mean, I got to like poetry a lot. You know, uh, there was this time when I loved writing stories more than uh, reading and writing poetry. But when I got to meet you, the table turned around and I got to like poetry more and more. And every time we call and every time we speak, I'm always, you know, I'm marveled. I love our poems and they inspire me a lot. That's all I have to say. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you all again for coming today. We're going to go back around the room and I will start with Anna, if you could share a poem with us. Okay. I can start with this poem dedicated to my father who died two years ago. You were 90. You were 90, you fell asleep so soon. You feel smile, roll through the house, such sorry words and starry eyes. You cannot wonder why or why. We miss your wide, wide reproaches, how we spread strength when all around was awake. We miss your awful efforts to protect us so. Why, why did you want to go? We really miss your harsh, harsh voice Quarreling with your outdated typewriter. We miss you smoking, shouting. We cannot wonder why or why. We miss the stories you told us together. Spilling milk in the sink, driving my back. Your new tie forgotten on the desk. Why, why did you need to go? We both love you, Daddy. Now it's certainly clear. We can't do nothing to have you back here. We just can't see. Why life is so sunless and sad. And then I'm going to read one. I, I most of my poetry rhymes, but occasionally I do an unrhyming one, and this is one. It's called The Ink of the Writer. She curled up in her chair, a cup of tea steaming next to her on the table, woolen blanket tossed over her shoulders, feet bare, displaying freshly painted nails, ruby red with sparkles. 
She picked up a tattered book, her prize find at a yard sale, well worth the 50 cents she had rummaged to find in the bottom of her purse. The cover worn with the lettering barely visible. Poetry, she could decipher. She randomly opened the book, smelled the sweet scent of age. She began to read, enthralled by the words written decades ago, words that had the power to move her today, captivated by feelings that they emoted, invoking in her a nostalgic serenade. Authors unfamiliar to her literate mind, yet the ink speaks, the ink haunts her. It whispers her name. It keeps calling her to return as the poets stay alive, page worn from use, their works forever immortalized as the cup of Earl Grey tea grows cold. Earl Grey tea is my favorite tea, so that's why I had to put it in there. <laughs> Thank it was you. always my favorite when I needed something that soothed my soul. Jill? Uh, this poem is going, is the one that I mentioned earlier. It's about coffee. So for those of you who enjoy it, if you'd like to use um, some suggestions and notes for recipe, I'll be more than happy to share that as well. And I do apologize. I've had laryngitis for several days now. I've been drinking honey tea and resting my throat in preparation for this. But for those of you who know, my voice is not usually quite this husky. It's called Morning Joe. When it comes to our morning cup of joe, it seems that everyone has an opinion and no two ever agree. Even a few self-proclaimed purists have been known to eagerly request second mugs of my celebrated cobbled together bordering on celestial coffee creations. Perhaps it is the absence of foam in its place, a glorious, impossible to resist, infused whipped cream, a tower of infinite taste possibilities. Or possibly it is the scent of freshly grated nutmeg and cinnamon that promises and delivers an accomplishment, both sweet and mellow. The kind of mellow that happens only when white sugar is replaced by fine Madagascar vanilla drizzled slowly over warm brown sugar. Perhaps such unexpected subtlety is the key to achieving and delivering those first to last swallows. For every empty outstretched cup, I am your friend with a smile who fills them all up. It is always on the menu, never ever pushed aside to promote a rising star heavily touted decaf instead flavor of the month. My coffee creations come in comfortable mugs with little fanfare and a come on in and rest a while. Welcome smile. Thank you. You should taste our espresso. Eh? I'm, I'm sorry. Italian. I am Italian. You should taste our espresso. Our oh. Espresso. Thank you. I have other poems where I use espresso, dark espresso nights. Okay, surprise. Lavon. Okay, spontaneity. Love came into my life suddenly, like a bolt of lightning, causing such a dehevalness 
to my daily boring and structured routine. My perfect world as I do it was never again quite the same. Bringing about in me an awakening that I in all my logic couldn't imagine or even explain. It brought so much excitement and such a thrill right from the start, giving me new understanding and insight to emotions concerning that of the heart. Now I'm looking totally forward to what each day will bring since you brought into it spontaneity. So the the topic is a bit because, uh, you know, I, when I moved here, I was alone. So the topic initially came to my, uh, came in my expression, uh, uh, are, a comparat- are comparatively serious ones. So I, I hope you enjoy this. So the topic is the legacy. The age sets the stage. Thee to prepare, thou to go. Predecessors are gone. Now stands your role. Cherish the season's change. Let new springs glow. You have had your blast and your blow. Leaving in the seeds proud footsteps to grow. No matter how the time shall flow. Life is after all a journey, fast or slow. A moment shall come prompting thee to go. Indeed's the treasure and material to throw. Elizabeth. Uh, so I'll be reading Garden of Roses. Charming and rosy, they appeared from the distance. The zephyrs sent a whiff of their sweet fragrance. Musky or clover, not the first choice. But heady and delicate do not escape my sense. Lured by the garden and rich with alive roses. Scents fruity and pleasant tingled my nostrils. Scents emerging from pink petals with reddish charming tinges. Splash from a golden sun venting gleams. Warm and appealing its rays beams. Refreshing specter settling on a charm. Flapping its tender wings, it morphed onto a pleasant plant. With glowing yellow hue, giving off a reek of delicious spiciness. Pretty gorgeous, it appeared with morphing butterflies. I sniffed its fresh tea scents, caressed its yellow and apricot petals, glowing as wet vanilla edges, smelling of star anise, well stressed on a hundred fluffy petals, cheerful with great enchantment. Comfort- comfortingly, it oozed with ma, as lovely as its faint pink petals, augmented with irresistible innocence and blissful citrus-laden aroma, irresistibly scented enchantment. I slid onto a green carpet of grass, sniffing the lemon fragrance from the cutters in my hands. A dove white as snow flapped by, directing my attention elsewhere, somewhere magical. A glassy stream of enticing water gushing away, slapping the rocks as they went by, smelling earthy. A bee buzzed past to its hive, past adorable animals. It seems like the sweet weeds in paradise. Lost in this garden of roses, I knew not. One tapped me, a mortal clothed in an aqua apparel, brimming with the scents of jasmine. With a long sigh, I sat up, for it was all a dream. Thank you. I'm Kathy Jo Bryant, and from the USA. And my first poem is actually rather childlike, but um, it's called Hello, Little Duck. Hello, Little Duck, how do you do? I'd like to get to really know you. Just what do you find to do all day? Maybe you could quack, I'll show you. I just love your waddly walk and your funny little nasally talk. In the squishy mud, I see webbed tracks, and I hear all you ducks and your quackety-quacks. With your bills, you clickety-click in the ooze, because you know juicy bugs are there you can use. You follow each other around the lake, stealing our hearts with each waddle you take. (laughs) I decided to start with a coffee poem, since I knew Jill was going to do a coffee poem. (laughs) 
As sure as the alarm could go off, it need not, as bones are aching for a walk, padding to the pot, filling the vessel, pondering the day, pouring the water, sopping the slush, starting the pot, waiting and listening. What's up with the brew? It takes coffee grounds to make coffee. If morning starts this way, it's going to be a long day. And next we have Anna. The Oslo dream. Last night, I dreamt, dreamt, and dreamt, floating, floating, floating around, waving the wide, wide universe. No more was the earth, encircled by confusion, stopped by war, raped by division. What a simple soul could it feel and hear so different minds in total consensus, so such various qualities in perfect identity, so complementary colors in total harmony, so many hearts beating perfect unanimity. What a simple soul could barely think, all this clear homogeneousness, all this sheer oneness, all this deafening sameness, is it not the reason for final union, for permanent indivisibility? Is it not the best solution to so divided mankind? Thanks. Hey, and that. Um, I'm going to read actually an old one. This one is in my um my book that I wrote, um, Passion of Poetry. It's called One More Day. So it speaks about um loved ones. If you could spend one more day with a loved one who is gone, would your heart rejoice? Would it break out in song? Would you kiss and hug them tightly, never wanting to let go? Would you tell them how much you love them so they will always know? You might study their face, their curves and their lines. You may beg them to stay, to always be with you and give you a sign. Plead with them and tell them how much you'll always want them near. Express to them imploringly how you will always hold them dear. Would you want them to hold your hand and brush tears from your face? Would you memorize their voice as it speaks, never letting your mind erase? Perhaps they aren't as far away as one might suppose, for actually they live within us, a chapter our mind will never close. Jill? This poem is a bit long, but I'd like to offer a small intro. As you're listening to it, I would love to know whether you think that she is real or she is not. I'd be interested in a response. Okay. It's called a dirty martini. A dirty martini. Morning. Displaced files, heaving stacks of mail, vermilion kissed cigarette butts overflowing square crystal ashtrays and everywhere scribbled on liquor-soaked cocktail napkins. An avalanche of pink paper unanswered messages atop the ones from the day before. What to do with all these things now that her heady scent was everywhere. There was barely room for one martini glass, a deep delphinium blue with three olives on a crystal stick. He had never known such a powerful thirst. Words like slake and slay danced in his head, confusing him mocking his efforts to offer himself to her. Yet it was clear she did not need his help. She had climbed atop his desk and here she perched. Last night's laughing, tender, darling, irresistible, sleepy, dance hall girl shredding the satin ribbons of her dancing shoes 
and twirling the beads of amber and topaz that decorated her chest. Perhaps if he squinted, he might see her better. Was she fair or dark? A sleek cap of auburn hair and green, green eyes. He thought her lovely, a pose of something distant, like a wish. She had not existed before the first martini. He drank the third martini from her shoe, draining every precious drop of gin from that inviting blue glass. All the while, chanting her name over and over, whispering reverently the song of his new mantra. What must he look like so early on this, the morning of his longest night? He said her name again and again. It was a sing-song tonic that made him cry out. He must find a way to keep her all to himself. He could write his name across her thigh, scribble a bit of a heart behind her knee, cover her in a fortress of liquor-soaked, scribbled upon cocktail napkins, or keep her hidden beneath his desk. Now he wonders, what shall I do? How do I begin one last time? What shall he do? How should he begin one more time? Thank you. Okay, so for us, Okay, so um, I promised you um, uh, some unpublished, unheard of poems. So this is another one called Hope, and I hope you like it. Okay, so this is called Hope. Flashlights in the heavens, stars falling from the skies, dripping in hearts left to die, hot coals of flesh burning holes in the mesh, in the clusters of fire, Hope crystallized in rebellion, the very embodiment of desire. In the hearts and minds of all, the, all those I got left behind, those left to fight yet another day, to crush the demons that dwell, swell deep inside. Those that walk each and every day in the darkness, desperately searching for a light, to guide them through the confusion, the illusion that flickers and shines. Let it be there in the darkest of times to give you hope where no hope could be found, a streak of gold that awaits, some kind of reward, a trophy of kind, to fuel the fire, courage in the hearts and minds. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you liked it. Okay, bye-bye. Friends forever. Living in a world of uncertainty, positive change far from imminent. Pain is the enormity, it hath no limits. God has brightened my days by bringing you into my heart and soul. Sitting back reminiscing about when I was struggling within the darkness within, you provided light at the end of the tunnel that gave hope to keep moving forward and not quit. Never giving up on me when others did boldly and showed unconditional love when you too could have treated me too coldly. I could go on and on about the deeds in my life for me you have done. It would take forever. I just want to thank you because as a man, brother, father, and friend, you have made me so much better. Thank you. See? So now this is uh, also a, a bit of a serious one. Purpose of my existence. Uh, the, the first verse, it, it's a, 
an unusual kind of rhyming but uh, you know it came like this so i expressed it like this the purpose of my existence their innocence talks to me consoled to see me nod calm of their sleep walks to me and alarms me of the odd joy in their smile clocks to me prevalent murder mystery and fraud often they teach love to me full of purity and truth broad unaware they murmur a quest to me stay with us never take a board of god now inside a roaring fear to me the last tune of the chord final purpose of existence to me my children my own created god thank you thank you thank you thank you so thank you elizabeth forget me not noel bells were tinkling red green and white flooding the evening hollies and tinsels gracing materials hands were rustling with bright and pure papers the yew tree was gleaming vibrantly with presents and stuffed christmas stockings underneath babes were laughing under the tree unwrapping gifts and munching noisily smudged chocolates and snacks honoring their faces the kitchen air was buzzing with appetizing aromas of scrumptious delicacies the house was teeming with guests trooping in and out bristling with sweet strong and delicate perfumes come and yuletide cakes and puddings which came alongside hailing from next door the folk crossed our threshold gifted a bouquet of forget-me-nots fresh from our lovely yard its trendy sky blue petals had us gawking at its pleasant fragrance which engulfed our nostrils with words of forget-me-nots the folk departed it's hard to think we would never have her around what a great neighbor and companion she made we desired those nice scented flowers for souvenirs but from deep within we knew it was impossible though the fragrance of our last offering kept us hooked to sweet memories we shared thank you thank you thank you thank you Mine is called, When Darkness Comes. When darkness comes, I hear the constant thunder and sleep betrayed. When by my endless wonder, I hear the storm and walls that hold the secrets, there may be harm. And this is why I seem slept. Behold the day when sunshine beats the hollows, when I feel safe from hearing endless blows. Sleep well, my love, don't let the noises stir you, for up above, sunny days will be true. Be still, my heart, as evening starts to fall, it's sure to start in darkness we all wallow. Anna. Sunset Boulevard, walking alone, along the moonlit street, towards such a dirty day, the big buzzy beehive was far behind, the gentleman came up for air. Crunch, clashes, wars, battles, and bombs. The tallest towers fall and crash on and on. Our cleaner is nearly choking. Sisters and brothers are dying on a bloody floor. I squeezed the hurt and back for myself. I did so little for mankind. May men and women be nearly equal now. I'm afraid the sun won't shine. Suddenly surged along gusty winds from Fargana towards the Pamara boy. Boy, your son married, your best heart. Boy, go, it's time to move on. It was a Kokian nun leaving the secretariat office forever. It was his last time. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, well, let's go ahead to Annette. Um, I'm actually going to read uh, a piece of prose that I wrote. It's called a, a New Day Will Dawn. Life is a roller coaster as we climb aboard, uncertainty remains. A hint of apprehension ensues as we relinquish control and watch as our daily lives unfold. Holding on at times for dear life as we climb on top, 
only to plummet to the ground. The car on the roller coaster may contain a safety belt, then again, it may not as we are tossed around, bruised yet somehow our bodies absorb the impact. Perhaps a few fragments, a few fractured fragments remain. We need to have set, casted, and given ample time to heal. Some people are able to ride along in their tumultuous journey rather unscathed, with no noticeable residual marring evident. Their minds not tainted by the haunting of their memories. Instead, they encapsulate them, allowing, not allowing them into their everyday thought processes. Not allowing their past to define them, but rather looking towards the future, looking towards the sunset. They can visualize the sunrise and the promises they can produce as the new day dawns. Those who do not have strength or fortitude to develop the art of encapsulating succumb to the power contained within the abyss of a memory. Like a record that skips, it plays over and over again in their minds. They have no control over their musical, musical selection as it creates a genre of its own. A genre that includes unwanted visions of the past now morphing into a suspense-filled conundrum in their minds. They might also be drawn into a, the cesspool that they do not realize the power that they possess, that they can access, that they can control and regain power over to captain their helm. If they so desire, they can steer their ship with a clear mind so that they too can see beyond the sunset with their sights set on the horizon as they capture the new day dawning. We'll be right back with more poetry after a word from our sponsor. Okay, this is Heartbeat Happiness. What makes my heart just beat with joy? A butterfly with wings in flight? A bird's song echoing with delight? What makes your heart just beat with joy? A baby's coo as they see your face? The cheering crowd as you win a race? What makes their heart just beat with joy? Their mother's test, now cancer-free? Their child securing a college degree? What makes our hearts just beat with joy? Sweet compliments a friend may say? After a storm, the sun's bright ray, whoever or wh whatever, no, whoever or wherever you are today, may heartbeat happiness come your way. Thank you, Kathy Joe. And I'm going to do a commercial. Um, that particular poem is going to be in the Heartbeats Anthology. Kathy got her notification today, so congratulations. I'm all excited. And thank you for your contribution. Thank well, you. Well deserved. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I think we're at Jill. This poem has only been shared with Annette and with Lizzie. Um, it is it was written for an anthology. And the anthology uh, asked for winter, grief, survival, and resolution. So this poem is going to be in an anthology that deals with those images, those thoughts. Okay. It's called Celebration of a Life. When you remember him, if you want to know who truly loves you, read the letters of your beloved dead. Go ahead, thumb through ink-stained pages bundled with blue ribbons. Remember two boys swimming in azure waters of summer. The taste and scent of ripe mangoes on heavy branches. Angels in the snow with warm cocoa to follow. And your children's many, many school recitals. This beloved brother 
forever lost to you this winter is still here. He is everywhere. You can find him in faces of family smiling at you from pictures hung on crowded walls. And hear that precious voice ring clear beneath his children's laughter. Is that not perhaps the sweetest sound of all? Tell his stories at the table. Pass them on as cherished gifts. Choose not to mourn this parting. Embrace instead a treasure trove, a million reasons to celebrate. Await that oh so glorious reunion to come some winter, remembering always to honor a life well lived. This is my author's note. I originally wrote this poem for my mother to honor my father. He passed away at the age of 41, leaving a 38-year-old widow, his high school sweetheart, and three teenagers. I wrote this poem and used it as a basis for a number of other people who asked to include it in eulogies. And most recently, I appropriated it so that it would be for this anthology. But a celebration of life is something very personal and very special to me because I've been without my dad for 41 years. But he lives in my heart always and enriches every moment of my life. Thank you. Thank you. So this one is called, he, he held onto her. He held onto her, he couldn't let go. He bore the full weight of her body from top to toe, flesh to flesh, skin to skin. He lifted her up so she lay suspended. He closed her eyes and pretended that he could see her smile radiant like the sun. Her eyes sparkled full of pleasure, full of pain. He wanted to hold her in his in her arms, dance with her until she came back to him again. But he watched, but he watched as the colours began to fade, began to die. He held onto her and looked to, through the sky. As his tears fell one by one, his body turned in turned into desperation, turned to the sun. Like a flower searching for something, anything to live for, for she was his everything now and forevermore. Minute after minute, hour after hour, he held onto her like a flower about to crumble, about to fall. He held onto her and watched it all. Oh boy, that's it. Finished. Yeah, it's a bit cry. of a whoa. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a weepy one. It's total fiction. It's total yeah. fiction. I wasn't there in the corner writing the poem. So, but it's total fiction and, um, yeah, amazing. I, I really enjoyed writing and I enjoyed uh, reading it. So thank you. Thank you. Levan? Poetry. When all else fails, poetry speaks, providing a path to self-awareness that gives strength to the weak. Poetry gives manifestation to mankind's deepest desires and wisdom to quench his soul's burning fires, providing a clear and precise path to spiritual insight, completing the binding and taking mankind to unprecedented heights. Poetry. Thank you. Thank you. So you This one is about mutual connection and empathy. The The title is also connection and empathy. All the connection in a life we make, a part is visible, a side opaque. 
meritorious empathy nurtures this state. A thin line crossed results in break. Honor mutual space, whether mean or fake. Like epitome of winter, a starry snowflake. Love its view in beauty's sake. You try to hold its existence shake. Similar is a worthy day. Light and action feels awake. A tranquil, solitary bliss, all dark and quiet it take. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Elizabeth. This one's called, If I Could. My heart pounds loud and clear each time the wind whizzes the mild scent of your colon past my nostrils. My eyes goes red with fury and my face hot as the embers in my fireplace. For the embers of your love that kept me cozy were long cold before the blink of my eyes. Winter was almost freezing me without your hands by my side to give a warm hand. How could I spend the summer without you? Could the autumn wait for your resurrection till life and death permits? Guess the spring wouldn't either. I would have dreaded anything to spend these moments of blossoms with you. Moments when the scintillating flowers push stagnation from their lives. They enjoy days of their growth with the aid of my beloved. It hurts to see something that shared a part of your life. While you are, while you are somewhere else and not with me. To witness this moment which were once pleasant. Why did I grab you at the tail? Why didn't death ring a caution bell? I would have done my best to make the last moment to you one of the very best in your lifetime. If I could see that radiant smile of yours that breaks open your face and exposes your immaculate white teeth like a cut open coconut with a white fleshy part, or if I could be opportune to listen to your lips that now enclose words of wisdom which could drive one to the vehicle of success, I shall have happiness overwhelm me through the days of my life. You went away with a lot of unaccomplished dreams, which you had for yourself and your most loved. Dreams unknown, which can be brought to life again. I shall rapidly open the door if I hear taps. I pray to behold you if I can't. I wish to see your beautiful pair of eyes in my dreams. I hope to feel your tender hands caressing me in my dreams. I long to spend lovely moments I missed out with you in my spiritual illusion every night. I want to watch and listen to the words from your lips. I want to know your unaccomplished dreams that I may fulfill them. A glance of you would go a long way. Please wipe my tears, Granny. Oh, boy. This is called Ellie. I don't have my elephant picture behind me today, but it was written to the picture. Unless she had a stubbed toe, Ellie always smiled. Even with a stubbed toe, she didn't take long to get past the grimace. Ellie had only one complaint. Easing into the fast lane was more difficult with her girth, but she proudly moved forward, knowing she had just as much right as any to do so. When others teased her because of her size, Ellie just turned around, splashing her tail into whatever was in her way, doing a dance or perching a fence all showing she was just as capable as anybody else. Ellie found that her friends would betray her for someone else. Once they assumed that she would not fit in with their plans, allowing no consideration for her sweetness, they chuckled on and went about their nasty business. Ellie, despite the teasing and ignorance of others, came through with flying colors as she knew she was one fine lady confident because she learned from her parents that obstacles were not blocks, but opportunities for growth. There was no hall of fame for any of her efforts, no prizes for being who she was. There were no ribbons or parades. No celebration was needed for Ellie, as she was who she was, happy to be herself. Thank you. Kathy? It's called Forgotten with a question mark, and you'll see why. Those vanished years, 
forgotten tales, those tales of long ago. When rooms were new and paint was fresh, oh, how I love them so. The flowers grew beside the porch. The swing would creak and groan. The house was filled with voices sweet and no one was alone. Now weeds grow tall beside the house, the siding gray and bare. There is no hint of life within. It's forgotten without care. Oh, friend of mine, do not despair. Paint pictures clear as day. Take photographs, record those years before they pass away. Thank you, Kathy Jo. Yeah, it's kind of nostalgic. <laughs> yes, it is. I like that. Thank you. Well, thank you all so much for participating today. Let's do this again. I'll get up with Annette. To, yeah, we like to very do this nice. Again. A lot of fun. Thank you for listening to Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. We hope you turn again soon. Now, if you'd like to be on our podcast, all you have to do is send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com. That's P-R-O-L-I-F-I-C-P-U-L-S-E at gmail.com. Put podcast in the subject line and I'll get back with you. Thank you and you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Would you like to be in our anthology of poetry? We have an anthology coming up called Heart Beats. Would you like to participate? Just send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com and put anthology in the subject line. Hope to hear from you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.